Welcome to State Road 49, an audio program that shares extraordinary stories from everyday people. I'm your host, Aaron Freinberger, and I'd like to thank you for coming back. Make sure you listen to the next episode. We have some big news to announce. Today's guest is Brian Powers, pastor of Celebration Church. And here we go. I'm not exactly sure what the year was, um, but it was about four, maybe five years ago, I started noticing a little bit of disability in my right hand. Uh, Couldn't type uh, quite quite the same. I just thought, you know, just kind of some kind of weird little um, situation. I, I wasn't exactly sure what the situation was. It just felt like I couldn't move my pinky finger and uh, the, uh, the, the next finger up. I, I was having difficulty with those two fingers. I um, started with the pinky and then it kind of progressed. I just kind of blew it off as some kind of, you know, weird situation that you know, was going on in my body. and didn't stop me from doing anything else, so I just, you know, just ran with it and just ignored it. But then, over a little bit of time, probably another year or so, I started noticing um, I wasn't able to move my right arm very well. That caused me a little bit of concern, but I still wasn't ready to go to the doctor. Um, I didn't know what, what exactly was happening. I had gotten sick, the whole family had gotten sick, and we, it was like a food poisoning type situation. We had some bad uh, milk that had been left out and then re-refrigerated and stuff like that, and so it was kind of like a, a food poison. The whole family was sick for about three days, and I got sick first, so I recovered first. And so the only thing I could think of, <laughs> the only thing I could think of when I was sick was I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a huge glass of milk. We, we didn't know what, made, what had made us sick to begin with. Um, and so that was the only thing I could think of. I, w- I wanted to make a triple-decker peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a large glass of milk and dunk it. And uh, so as soon as I started feeling better, you know, everybody else was still recovering. So I went in the kitchen, I made my, you know, thing. And I dunked the sandwich and started eating it. And that night I got really sick. Really, really sick. So it happened twice. Yeah, I got it twice. Holy moly! Yeah, about 103, 104 fever for about um, almost a week. Oof! And that's just that's hospitalization. Yeah, I, I was at that I was at that point, and um, 
Did you go to the hospital or were you? No, I, I was pretty stubborn. <laughs> Everybody else had recovered, but then it was me sick again. And I was laying in the bed and the bed sheet, I mean, just the bed, the, you know, the top sheet on the bed, um, the bed sheet would just pin me down to the bed. I, I was so weak. I was so, um, I couldn't move. I, I just, I just laid there. I had my wife prop me up in bed and I could hear her uh, talking on the phone to her parents um, in the other room. And I, and I heard her say, if he's not better by tomorrow, I'm gonna need you guys to come help me take him to the emergency room because he's not gonna go. I think my main issue with uh, going to the doctor was I'm not a big hospital fan and I knew that I would be hospitalized. I knew that they would, uh, they would, they would put me in and I didn't. That didn't sound appealing to me at all. I'd rather, if I was gonna be sick, I'd rather be sick at home and, you know, kind of tough the thing out a little bit. From that point on, things progressed over the next couple of years and my, uh, it became hard to move my, to, to straighten my right arm. And so it was kind of like stuck in this position, like, a, like you were in a sling, um, but I wasn't. I was, you know, and so this is how I would walk around like I was Napoleon or something. I was kind of like, my arm wouldn't really go straight. It would, it would be bent at a, basically a 90 degree angle, like, like it was in a cast or in a sling or something. Um, I, could, I could move it a little bit when I really concentrated on it, but it was still um, not natural, not fluid. Um, just like, you know, it, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't moving the way it normally did. Um, and so that became noticeable. The pinky thing, wasn't noticeable. But now I'm walking around with my arm, pretending it's in a, in a sling in a, in a sense. Um, and so people started to notice that, you know, what's wrong, what's, what's going on. I would just kind of laugh it off or make, you know, make a joke of it or something like that and try to deflect it a little bit. Um, Still didn't want to go to the doctor. Still didn't want to slow down. Wanted to keep pressing forward. Uh, this will get better. The next symptom that I, that I really started to experience was balance issues. Um, especially when I would try to stop, I would kind of stumble a little bit. I'd come to a, a stumbling, like a rolling stop, a stumbling stop. And that began to concern me, my wife, started to concern more people and more people started to notice it. It continued to snowball. It continued to, to, uh, to affect my balance just standing. I would stand, but it would kind of feel like I was on a ship, you know, and just kind of like, uh, like the waves were tossing the boat back and forth. And that's kind of how I felt most of the time. It began to really affect my preaching um, to the point where sometimes I would sit and preach. Uh, we got a stool and so I kind of recreated my preaching style. And then it started to affect my, um, my mental cognitive uh, functioning, um, started to slow me down. Every, all my movements were really slow and, and calculated and just drinking a, a cup of coffee was like, I would begin to shake and tremor and became concerned at that point. So I started doing a lot of research and stuff like that. And from the time I started noticing after I got sick, 
to the point we're at right now, it had probably been three years. So things didn't happen quickly, they happened progressively. If it all happened all at once, it would be like a greater sign that I need to go, but because things kind of slowly, gradually happened, it was, it was less um, concerning. So we went to see a, a natural doctor, and they didn't know exactly what the problem was. Gave me some herbs and things like that, and, and said, try to take these, see if this helps at all. Didn't seem to help. So I started going to a, a natural doctor that was also a chiropractor. Started going to see him for a while. It helped a little bit, but it, it wasn't exactly what I needed. Uh, so I went to see um, another doc, another natural doctor. And so we're talking probably a eight month span of seeing multiple different doctors. And, and uh, I went to see uh, a friend of mine who's a doctor. and. He said, you know, you need to go see a neurologist. And I'm like, I don't want to go see him. I don't. I didn't want to come see you. I don't want to go see him. Uh, but um, I held on to the, to the card and didn't make the appointment. Just an idea of where I'm at at, at this point in the story. To put on a pair of blue jeans, it would take me 15 to 20 minutes. My imbalance issues would uh, just kind of bounce me around around the room, and um, it would just take forever. It was frustrating, and sometimes I would crash into stuff. And I broke our stand-up mirror. I crashed into that, and uh, you know, just several different things that I would uh, bounce against the walls and huge amounts of humiliation. Um, it was just, you know, the things I could do a year ago, I could no longer do, and. Now I'm just faced with, is this going to be how my life goes? I mean, is this, is this what, I, what I should expect for the rest of my life? I was more angry at myself because I couldn't function the way I functioned just a year or two prior. You know, I, I was perfectly normal. And I started asking questions to God. I, I started praying. I'm like, God, you said you would heal me. It says in your word that you'll heal and that you're a healer and that, 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 that by your stripes I am healed. So I just started claiming that healing and nothing happened, nothing would happen. And the longer that would go, the more frustrated I, I, I became. And being a pastor, that's not a good spot to be in. My sister called and she said, um, aren't you getting tired of this yet? And my response to her was, no, I've got it under control. But inside, the answer was, absolutely. I am so tired of this. I'm so frustrated with this. I just want to be well. Um, and so that conversation with my sister just kind of played in my head for um, a month, two months. Um, just kept thinking about it. And I just kind of kept hearing that question. Are you, are, you, are you done with this yet? Are you tired of this yet? When are you going to break down and go to the doctor? And I came, to my, I came to my wife one day, and I said, this thing is breaking me. 
I can't take it anymore. I'm ready to go to the doctor. So I, I go to the neurologist. Anytime I went someplace, I had to be like basically in a wheelchair because I would you know, stumble and fall in a parking lot or I would, you know, crash, <laughs> crash into somebody's car in a parking lot, you know, just walking and they had to wheelchair me into the um, neurologist's office. And I, I was having a bad day that day. It was a really bad day to the point where I couldn't even sit up straight in the, uh, in the wheelchair. I was kind of like slouched over, slumped over. I, I, just, I just was losing the ability to function. Um, and they wheeled me into the doctor's office, and um, the doctor comes in, looks at me, and kind of um, shook his head and kind of made that face like, I've seen this before. And he had me do a few things to, uh, um, in the exam, you know, can you stand up, can you walk across the room, and you know, let me see what you can do, and things like that, just to kind of like evaluate where I was physically. Um, so I did that, and he says, um, you know, we're going to run some tests and things like that, but he says my, uh, my diagnosis today is going to be uh, Parkinson's disease. And so he started to tell me um, that there was no hope, there's no cure for Parkinson's. There's no, um, there's no hope of you getting any better. Um, we can give you medicine and things like that, but the medicine's going to fail you. Um, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to be able to uh, function like you used to. That's pretty much gone. Um, so the best that you can hope for is to maintain where you're at now and hope that it doesn't get worse. Basically, it was a death sentence. That things are quickly going to get worse. Basically, told me that I need to get my affairs in order. Did you take it as a death sentence? I, w <laughs> I was mixed. I, I had mixed emotions when I heard him say uh, those things because, because of my faith, um, because I've seen God heal people. I've seen, I've seen it, I've experienced it, and I couldn't understand why it wasn't happening for me. I couldn't understand that. And that, that, was, <laughs> that was very difficult. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that was probably the most difficult things. Uh, that was probably one of the most, one of the questions I asked God the most was, I've seen stage four breast cancer healed in our church. I've seen, I've seen you do it. I've seen you move mountains for people. And this is what I get. I get paralyzed. I get, I can't function. I get, I get this. This is my reward. Um, I, so I, I, I was, I was going through those those battles mentally and, and spiritually, um, just battling with that. I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. But I felt left and I felt kicked to the curb, so to speak. He gave me medicine and so now at that point, I'm, at a, I'm facing a problem because 
I don't want to take the medicine. I'm not a medicine guy. If you need medicine, that's awesome. Take it. But I'm not a big doctor fan. I'm not a big hospital fan. And I'm not a big medicine fan. To take, to take the medicine that he just told me was going to fail me and wasn't going to help felt pointless and useless. I had been researching because I, I kind of had a feeling just from researching on, on online um, what he was going to say and what my symptoms resembled. I was kind of halfway prepared to hear that, but I had also watched a lot of videos on people that had changed their diet and recovered. And so I start on a diet plan. I start on a, uh, a keto diet. And a keto diet basically is a um, low to no carbs, low protein, and uh, high fat. The fat is good fat, not, you know, like, sugars and things like that, um, but avocados and things like that. So I, I started going through that process. I lost 50, between 50 and 60 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Um, and during, that, during this time period of losing weight and going on a diet, I started to walk. I started to train myself to walk again because that, that was something that I pretty much lost the ability, lost the ability to walk normal. <laughs> and so I had to retrain myself to, to do those things. And so I started walking and started, you know, watching what I ate and, and, and being really strict on the diet, um, vitamins, minerals, supplements, all that type of stuff, along with the, the medication. And uh, I went back in three months later for my, uh, for my checkup, for my three-month checkup. This time I did not go in in a wheelchair. I drove myself to the appointment. I walked in to the doctor's office, you know, and, the, and so they... they you know, they take you back into the room and you got to sit there for 10, 15 minutes waiting for the doctor to show up, you know. Uh, so I, I walked in. I, he, he was standing at the nurse's station. I walked past him. I said, hi, doc, how you doing? And I, I kept walking. I went in and sat down. And by the time I sat down, the door opened up again and it was the doctor. And he looks at me and he goes, are you Brian? And I said, yeah. He goes, how is this possible? He said, I saw you three months ago and and you couldn't, you were in a wheelchair, you couldn't, how, what, what, huh? He was, he was, he was dumbfounded, he was confused. So I just, you know, began to, you know, tell him what I was doing, because he's like, what are you, how, how are you, how is this possible? So I started, I started telling him, you know, God's, you know, in the healing process, and, you know, I got to participate with that healing power. I got to participate, I can't go against him and expect him to work in my life at the same time. Um, and so I started participating you know, with the keto diet and, and, and getting a lot of the junk and garbage out of my life. Um, I like baked goods. I like cookies and pies and cakes and, you know, I, I, I love those things. But I like to walk. I like to function. I had to make a choice. And so I was seeing results by taking the stuff out of my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to continue to to, to live that way. The doctor says, you know, I don't know what it is that you're doing, but whatever it is, you know, keep going, keep doing it. Um, so I went back for, for the six-month checkup, and he was astounded. He's like, you know, you're supposed to have a nine-month checkup. He goes, you just keep on doing what you're doing and come back in six months. He's like, I've never seen this um, happen before. I've never seen 
somebody recover like this. So I went in at the one-year checkup, and he was still shaking his head, and he's like, I've never seen anybody recover from a Parkinson's diagnosis the way you have. He goes, you know what? There's no need to come back till this time next year unless, you know, something happens. He goes, I'm not anticipating it, but um, he says, I'll see you in about a year. I'm back to preaching with passion, preaching with energy and excitement again, back to, of course, driving and, uh, and functioning pretty much normal. Um, might not be 100% over everything, um, but I'm moving in the right direction. A lot of my problems are self-imposed because of my diet, my lifestyle. And so if I, if I keep that in check and I, and I drink a lot of water and, you know, stay on my, uh, my diet, lifestyle, uh, food choices, um, things, are, things are really good. But when you veer off and you eat too much sugar, you eat too much body. The Bible says, taste and see that God is good, not gorge and see that God is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's moderation. Yeah, moderation, exactly, yeah. exactly. Pretty much, it's, it's, everything is back to life as normal. Um, my wife is happy to have me back. We just celebrated our uh, 24th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And we, uh, uh, we got away for a few days, which never would have happened, you know, uh, in, in the middle of all that type of stuff. Um, so we've, we've gotten our life back. We've gotten back to the point where we can, we can function. We can, we can go out on a date. We can, you know, um, she doesn't have to worry about me. Go do your thing. I'm going to go do my thing and you know, see you tonight. There's joy and there's um, excitement because of what God has done. I'm very happy. Uh, depression has lifted. Um, the anxiety is, is gone. Um, you know, it's just, I feel really good. I feel, I told my wife, I said, I feel better now than I did before all this stuff started, before I got sick. I feel better, I feel stronger, I feel more stable, I feel more energy. I, you know, I feel all those things. When I realized I was getting better, it was just overwhelming excitement. O overwhelming excitement on multiple different levels because first of all, I'm getting better. I'm feeling better, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm able to function again. So on one level, that's awesome. On one level, that's exciting. The other level is the spiritual level because God was there. He didn't leave me. I wasn't forsaken. He wasn't, you know, forgetting about me. He was, uh, he was right there. And I think probably the reason, I don't know why I had to go through that situation. I, I, I still don't exactly know, but I made him this promise. Every chance that I get to tell my story, I'm gonna give it because it gives people hope. It gives people encouragement. People that have been given a death sentence of a diagnosis from a doctor need to know that there's hope. They need to know that there's a remedy, that there is a God that still loves them, that hasn't given up on them, and that there's hope out there. I think, I think a lot of people are going through depression because there's a lack of hope. The thing with Parkinson's is there's no real um, test 
like with cancer, there's a tumor or there's a, you know, there, there's, there's something that they can point to on, on a test. So they go by oh. symptoms a lot of times. They, I, I had an MRI and I went in, you know, went in, they did the scan and everything. I go back to the doctor um, when I had my next doctor's appointment. Um, the doctor gave me the results of the, uh, of the MRI. He says, your brain is perfect. I said, hold up. Say that again. Get that hear that, honey? Yeah. yeah, hear that. So, 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 so I got medical medical diagnosis, medical proof, right? That, uh, that my brain is uh, it's perfect. Once again, that was Brian Powers, who we'd like to thank for sharing his story, and we'd like to thank you for listening. Listen to the next episode. I'm Aaron Freinberger, and this is State Road 49. State Road 49 is produced by Aaron Freinberger, Matt Willingham, and Garrett Schultz. It is executive produced by the Heartland Christian Center. Visit their website at hcc3d.com. That is hcc3d.com. This episode was recorded, edited, and mixed by Garrett Schultz. Music by Thomas Kilovas. For more information about the program, visit us at facebook.com slash stateroad49. This program is produced in Valparaiso, Indiana.